What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Naime and Kim with Digging In With Naime. If it's your first time on the pod, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back, family. Hey, Kim. Hello. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) I am doing all right. Life has been a a whirlwind. Um, I'm in the middle of a, a fast right now, and it's been a blessing. Um, just realizing a lot about myself um, and where I'm at and what season of life I'm in. Um, but I'm doing well. I've had some hardships since we've last spoken on the the podcast, had some life-changing events. Um, but we're, we're back. Well, thank you. Yes. Um, so last week's episode, uh, it actually went out live tonight, May 4th, because again, we record Thursday night, but you will not hear this episode until whatever, so May 11th. Um, but we did a reintroduction of Naime. Kim, why don't you reintroduce to your why don't you reintroduce yourself to the people? We got new followers, new listeners, new whatever you want to call yourselves. Uh, so why don't you reintroduce yourself a little bit for them? Okay, well, I'm a nice little brown skin. No, I'm just <laughs> I'm a young, educated black woman <laughs> who lives in the heart of Phoenix. I'm an avid sports watcher um, for all major professional sports, minus soccer, I would say. Um, go Suns, FYI who are in the playoffs right now. Um, I love movies. I absolutely adore them. Um, I like to critique them, if you will. I have a podcast that's been a little bit in a hiatus at the moment, um, but (laughs) I'm hoping to get back into that pretty soon. Um, But I love working um, in the community. I love working with children. I love... I'm doing all of that stuff in my free time, but my nine to five, Monday through Friday, I am in corporate America, right? Because bills got to get paid. Um, but I do enjoy what what I do. I'm a project manager, um, so that is a little bit about me. Awesome. Well, thank you. Is there anything else you want to share? I probably should have said this first, but I'm an avid follower of, follower of Christ. <laughs> I feel like that should have been the very first thing I said. Sorry. All right. Awesome. Thank you. And that's okay. We won't hold you to it. No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, so before we get started with what I have for us today, Kim, do you have anything for us? Well... I wanted to tell the people, since I have been missing in action, I apologize. Well, not really, but um, (laughs) I'm trying to find the words. I have been absent. I've been dealing with a lot of personal, personal things, but I'm glad to be back on. And thank you for having me. Missed talking with you, Naime, on the airwaves. (laughs) It's good to have you back. So, what we're digging into today, 
I, um, I, I, this is something I think I've mentioned to you before, Kim, and I received an email with an article about it, kind of, sort of, and so I thought it was interesting, so I wanted to then bring it to the podcast, but, excuse me, it is about conformity, conforming to the status quo or conforming to those around you. There was a experiment called the Ash Conformity Experiment. I think it's Ash, A-S-C-H. But it was created by an English illusion. Oh, no. Sorry, that's the wrong thing. <laughs> um, so this this was an experiment that happened and conducted by Solomon Ash. Again, I think that's his last name, A-S-C-H, in the 1950s. And it revealed the degree to which a person's own opinions are influenced by those of a group. So conformity is um, the idea of, of how much you are willing to blend in with your peers and or your the group, right? So the idea is that if everyone says, I like purple, but your favorite color is actually blue, but you feel the pressure to conform, so you would say your favorite color is purple. So... They signed up for a psychology experiment, um, and they what they asked, a it was like a vision test. And so what they asked is they would ask each participant individually to select a matching line, and they had different – they had some people who were the um, – what's the word? I can't think of the word right now. Um What's that word? The control. Help you out. The control. The control. <laughs> so they had a okay. certain amount of control people. Those are the people who knew that this, the, what the experiment was about, and they were told what to choose. And so they had different controls in the room. And based on this, people, uh, even though they would know what the right line was, they would change their answer when they saw a majority of the people choosing the wrong answer. So again, conform- about right. right. Conformity again refers to an individual's tendency to follow unspoken rules or behaviors of a social group. And this can either be based off. Well, this really is determined by the pressure we as humans feel we are given by the people around us. Um, I just thought it was interesting on here, nearly 75% of the participation in the conformity experiment went along with the rest of the group at least one time. Um, but this then made me think of another thing, which before I say that, let me just say these things. Conformity tends to increase when more people are present. So when more people are agreeing to something, you feel like you have to change your mind or your answer, depending on those around you. So if the group size goes beyond four or five people, um, there's little change. Conformity also increases when the task becomes more difficult. So the more difficult it is for you to make a decision, sometimes people just like, I don't care, whatever everyone says. Which have you experienced that before? girl you know I do that all the time (laughs) 
just and speaking then, for myself. <laughs> and then like, just go with the majority, whatever. It's whatever. Yeah. Conformity tends to decrease, however, when people are able to respond privately. So if we if we're asked the question publicly, yet we can make an answer by writing on a piece of paper, or we can share our answer by going up to the person and whispering, like those things, um, people are less likely to conform. So what it made me think of is a documentary I once saw and I told you about called The Push. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but it's called The Push. I don't think it's on Netflix, actually. But it was created by an English illusionist, Darren Brown. So an illusionist is like the people who like do the magic, I guess, like the weird stuff. You know, that weird, like they can make the card go missing and all that type of stuff. So uh, it is a social experiment and attempt to demonstrate how an ordinary person can be manipulated into committing even just a murder. So, what and where are you going with this? <laughs> it it has to do with conformity. So I haven't. I saw this a few years ago, but it was brought back to my memory in the process of reading this article. So in this documentary I watch, his Brown's intricate scheme involves hiring seventy actors to attend a fake charity event to manipulate one person. So they're uh, in this documentary, he's manipulating a 29 year old Chris Kingston into eventually pushing a man to his death. So everyone who's involved, every single person except Chris, again, 70 actors, all these people know that their whole goal is try to, to get try to have Chris conform into doing what they're asking him to do. So. They start off with a series of like really small things, um, like getting him to lie or just little things having him conform to do. But the idea is that if you get someone to do even just the small things, it eventually starts to go into the bigger things. So a rational person might think that this is a no brainer, right? Like I'm not going to push anyone off a roof, but ultimately, um, you try to make someone believe that it's in their best interest. And so we see, according to this, uh, Chris does not do it. He ends up not doing it. But according to a few other, um, according to a few other, they like ran the experiment a few other times. There were a few people who did. So for Chris, it was, again, little small things. Um, he ended up hitting the man in the head with something. And end up knocking him out and so he then had to pretend to be him because this was the man's charity event so they the person was like well he's knocked out just be him like people they encouraged him to lie and all that stuff so he ended up being him and when the man wakes up he's like hey i know what you did like i know the truth of this i'm gonna tell blase blase and in the process of doing that they get Chris to convince this man to go to the roof. Again, the man's involved in all this, so he knows what's going on. But they get Chris to talk this man to go to the roof. And then while he's up there, they're like, there's nothing else we can do. We have to push him. And instead of anyone being like, I'll push him, they say, Chris, you, you can do this, right? Like, you, you got this. And they encouraged him in a way, right? They manipulated him into doing it. But it made me think of, 
I don't know about you, right? But I think there's been times we've all been manipulated, whether it's like doing small things or big things. And I think about Sarone and God rest her soul. I think of Sarone because Sarone could always get me to do something. If I did not want to do it, I fought so hard, right? Tooth to nail. But I always end up conforming to what she asked me to do. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I think it would be the same for, I used to say the same about you and our other friend. <laughs> I think it was in recent years, I decided that I was like, nah, I'm just gonna start saying no. Like I used to, I felt like I was talked into stuff I didn't want to do. You felt like I talked you into stuff you didn't want to do? All the time. <laughs> while ago, I feel like it's not, that's not the dynamic now. But like with certain things, absolutely. That's funny. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't remember that, but all right, I trust you to that. But it then made me think of just conforming and how we as humans, right, a lot of times we don't want to rock the boat or we feel pressure or we don't want to upset people, right, which I guess is rocking the boat. Or sometimes we, I don't want to make a decision. I'll just do whatever. And so it causes us to do things that we in a right mind may not do. And it could be small things, right? A lot of times it was like, I know, I mean, ultimately it wasn't good, right? But there would be times where I was like, I know that I'm not, I can't spend money on whatever. And Sarone could talk me to going some Chick-fil-A, you know what I mean? Like she would talk me into going to get ice cream and things like that. So it's like, okay, those are small things, but they're also big in the grand scheme of like, I ain't got no money now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they're not actually small, but what we learned from this documentary is that in the small things, that's how they get you. Then eventually you end up doing those big things. Um, and so my question is, can you remember a time where you felt like you needed to conform and you can make this as funny or as serious as you want? Girl, I feel like, I think everybody, it happens daily <laughs> to everyone in, well, can in you some think of form a time of fashion. What? That you, can you think of a time that you want to share? Yes, specifically, because uh, you was like, I don't remember when I did. Oh, I'll tell you. And I'll tell everybody out there. Um, so <laughs> there was a time we were in L.A. And um, you and Mariah decided that you wanted to um, ride scooters. Okay. I am one of those people... I tend to be very, very clumsy and I know myself and I think that's important. Like if you know yourself <laughs> and you're self-aware, you know, the things that you are, are safe to you and, and you kind of stick within that. Right. I personally was not prepared to get on scooters. And at the time in LA, they had all these super strict rules of, um, you couldn't ride in the street. Like it had, or I'm sorry, you couldn't ride on the sidewalk. It had to be in the street and just all these different weird things. Okay. So it's First not of all, weird, that's everywhere. That's in Arizona too, but keep going. Sure. I wouldn't know because I don't do I this kind of say, stuff. I was about to say that. Yeah, you wouldn't know that. Which yeah. is I was talked into it. I felt I was pressured into it. So the first go, um, it was like, oh, well, we'll just ride these scooter things to a restaurant. And I'm like, oh, I, I you know, I really do. I'm like, where's the helmet? Where's this, that, the other? And you guys, they almost made me feel like I was stupid. Like, why are you even asking for these things? And I'm just like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel safe to me. Like, 
<laughs> so I, again, self-aware. I know I tend to be a little clumsy or whatever. Um, but I was like, fine, we'll, we'll ride these things to, to the restaurant. So we did that. I was already fairly nervous on the thing, but we made it to the restaurant. It was safe. It was cool. I'm like, all right, we did it. We checked Mark off that box. Okay. Um, after the restaurant, however, you guys wanted to do it again. And I'm like, well, no, we didn't go to the restaurant. We went to your brother's house. No, we end up, no, he took us on a whole freaking, uh, tour. Adventure. Yeah. I'm getting to that. And I was like, do we have, go ahead. Sorry. What? No, I thought that's what happened first. Cause no. we're real quick. Let's say this though. Kim had road scooters other times and I don't one time, one other time. And it was literally maybe the week before that. And that was in a more controlled environment. We were at my job. Literally there's no cars around. It's a park. It's basically a dang near parking lot. So you that is a completely different environment. Huh? I actually, I actually forgot about that. I meant when we were out there, we went to the restaurant, a few other places with the scooter before this incident. That's happened. what I'm saying. But That's you know what? But let trip. me say this though. Let me say this though. Now that you brought this up, now that Kim brought up the other part of a week before that, we did go on scooters. I'm convinced. I totally forgot about that. But I'm convinced that she did not protest because we went on a week before. But keep going. Keep going. I'm pretty sure you did. Right. Not That's protest. what I'm trying to say. That was a controlled environment to nah, me. There was not. Are you going to let me tell the story or not? Go ahead. You're not being <laughs> completely honest, but that's okay. I'm being 100% honest. Go ahead. 100% honest. So, okay. Where we rode the scooters the first time, when it was here in AZ, we were at my job. Okay. And then we there rode wasn't like. We you just did your job. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. But Are you going to let me LA. talk? So we're in LA. Just don't worry about the Arizona part. Go to LA. Well, no, because I need to explain that. Okay, sorry. Okay. Because when we were at my job, it was downtown Scottsdale, okay? We were in an area where um, it's, it's not like a major road. We it, were in and Old that's, yeah, like, it's not like this major road. There wasn't a whole bunch of cars coming back and forth. Like, I felt safer in that, okay? And we were on sidewalks and different things like that. To me, that was different. In L.A., y'all had me going through streets, major roads. There was to. cars. Legally, what? We, had to, we had to legally. And there's two right, people but, on the sidewalk. But, but I, I never wanted to do that the point is you're talking about a time when we had to conform to something yes, you're right this is me I'm I was right. yeah. had to conform to this I did not want to do this and I'm pretty sure I vocalized that but anyways so we get there <laughs> after the restaurant after we've already done it the one time I'm like okay we made it safe I'm really not trying to do that no more but then the two people that I was with who happen to be a little bit more adventurous when it comes to things like this than I am we're like, well, let's just um, we we wanted to do a tour of LA, which I was cool with. Well, no, I'm that's fine not with true. that. I didn't know he was doing a tour. I didn't know he was doing that. I thought we the whole time. I thought we were going to the restaurant to f- come to find out we weren't yet. I didn't know that we were doing the tour. But go ahead, keep going. I thought you did know because we went to eat that br- brunch spot first, and then we went to his apartment. No, that was separate, though. That was a different day. No, it wasn't. It's the same day, day, girl. That was not the same day. It was the same day. 
Okay, it may okay. I, I I believe you then. I don't really I don't think that's that's accurate. However, it was I will the say, same day. I can okay. tell you what I was wearing. Girl. I will say though, I will. I know I have pictures from that day. I will say though, I will say that I did not know that we were doing the tour. I thought the whole time that we were going to that to the to the rooftop. Correct. Correct. So we were You're both. Correct. This is all the aware. same day. We were both not aware. Okay. So either way, um. Basically, he's like, let's do a tour of downtown L.A. at that. For those of you who have never been to L.A., L.A. is very, very packed. <laughs> it's very, very, um, I would say, traffic heavy. So there was cars everywhere. There were potholes. There were um, people walking. It was just very, very, to me, it seemed like it was a dangerous thing. And again, I did not want to do it. But my friends. They continue to basically make fun of me in this. And, and that's what happened. And I felt like I had to conform to this. And so I ended up, um, we were riding, I don't even know if we passed like Skid Row or something. I don't even remember what it was. But I ended up um, falling. I, I hit something and I ended up falling. And it was a very dramatic fall. I hit my head. I hit my hand like <laughs> my knee like and I was just very very upset with myself and I think I was more upset with the idea I'm like I knew I didn't want to do this why did I let myself get talked into it and so I was even mad at them I was more so like for me I was just really really disappointed in myself and I would say that would it was the shift for me just one at a time so that would be my example it we can laugh at it now but at the time I was very very upset with myself yeah but, I, I want to also add that I just so happened to look back at her right when it happened and you didn't fall you jumped you jumped off your I did not how are you gonna tell me what happened because to you me? said you jumped you literally I saw you jump and you always this is the I first time I've fell. ever heard you say you fell but that's okay okay you normally when you tell this story you always say you jump because I say yes you jumped because you were afraid of falling so you jumped off the scooter but that's okay that's neither here nor there um yes point I, is I got hurt y'all doing <laughs> something I shouldn't had I had no business doing I mean, I had no business, no business. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Obviously, I'm the friend she's trying to say force her to do something, but that's all right. Or she conformed to it. I've been said that. (laughs) It don't happen no more, though. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. I also don't. Whatever. Um. Yeah, I. I have. I have a lot of. I can't think of any in this moment, but I know there's been a few times where even if I don't conform, I always feel pressure to do so. Like I like there's been a lot of times when I don't want to do something and my friends will try to talk me into doing it and I hate it. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it's just like, why can't my no be a no? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, why is that enough? Not why is that not enough? Um, But yeah, I've had a few occasions um and I think the biggest thing I always feel is one of the like an insecurity I have I'm about to get real deep real all of a sudden sorry but an insecurity I have is that like I, I'm not understood because people seem to be confused when I communicate quite a bit and so that's like an insecurity that I have that oh they don't understand me or that they misunderstand me and take it the wrong way and thinking I'm 
is evil when it's like, this is not evil. But because of that, I'll find myself really observing nonverbal cues. And when I see someone getting frustrated just to keep the peace of like, oh, I don't want them to misunderstand me or I, they don't get it. I'll just, I'll do it. And I hate that. I feel like I don't do that as much anymore, but there's still some cases where uh, I could think of a situation that happened recently where someone told me last minute about an event and then tried to make me feel bad for saying I couldn't go to it. And then I ended up conforming mm-hmm. and going and I had a great time, but that's not the point. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's not the point. The point is that like, I just conformed to this after I already set a boundary and I broke the boundary. So that's my story. Good. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my next question then is what are some I'm over here looking at my scars from falling. Oh, okay. <laughs> my next question are what are some, some things you you can do um to stop you from conforming if it's something you really don't want to do. Oh. I I think I kind of answered that in the in the the first question but like from that day on I feel like in my mind things changed a little bit like if I don't want to do something I'm just not going to do it like tease me call me whatever like it's cool I'm okay with it and I think I'm securing myself like to to be okay with that and so I think you just have to come to that realization like you be okay with not fitting in I guess or not yeah, not fitting in. <laughs> that is okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think about the story I gave. You were also in the same situation as I was. Um, yours was a little different than mine, but you also had said, and I think that's hard when it's like you expect someone to have the best, your best interest. And so when they don't respect mm-hmm. it. But I think for me, I would say, I would say that it's important um, I lost my train of thought. Oh my goodness. What was the question? You asked um, how can you not um, or what are some things that you can do where you don't have to conform? Oh my goodness. I lost my train of thought. Okay. Um, I don't remember. I guess just being just being wise oh um discernment yeah definitely taking time so I think I think one of the reasons in some cases not in every case but I think sometimes what happens is there's this pressure of like you have to make a decision quickly and I think taking a deep breath and then really trying to remove yourself from the situation so Something I've started to do if I need to, if I feel like I need to think, I'll ask for time. Hey, can I tell you by this day? If I, if it's not one of those things, I'm like, hey, can I use the bathroom? I'll take a bathroom break. So that'll give me enough time to try to process whatever I need to process. And so if it's, if it's something like that, right, where it's like, I really want to say no, I think removing yourself from the situation, whether it be like, hey, I, my hands feel dirty. Can I just go wash my hands real quick? Or taking a deep breath can really help you kind of recenter yourself. 
and then decide is this something I want to do is this something I should be doing Mm, that's good advice thanks but yeah uh but ultimately you know you there there is good counsel right some people like know um because I can think of times where I I knew a girl like I think it was in dance where there was this girl she really didn't want to do a solo and I knew she had to because I knew it was a challenge and I knew that it would there would be a lot of growth if she didn't so I kind of forced her to conform to it which I may not be the same thing actually this may not be the same thing as conforming never mind that's probably a bad example but anyways that's all I have (laughs) well thank you for bringing up uh this this topic it is interesting to to see how people will adjust and I again I think everybody does it on a daily basis whether it's doing something at work or even how you talk or we talk about code switching all the time right like there's there's a million things like we do to to conform even if you want to talk like politics I highly doubt that everyone in the country um agrees like a hundred percent with one of two people like you know what I mean like yeah. <laughs> we only have two options so you eventually have to conform to settle if you mm-hmm. will so I think I think we do it on a daily basis without even realizing it unfortunately mm-hmm. yeah that's good um awesome so do you have anything? Do you want to say anything else before we head out? No, I think I'm good. I would say know yourself. If you know yourself, you'll be good. I think. And you, you know, I am sorry, Kim. Self-aware. made you feel um, less than or made you question yourself in order to what I want you to do. No, no, it's not even you. It was, it was, it was a me thing. I get that, but you could just say thank you for apologizing and moving on. Oh, well, thank you. Just, you. There's no need for you, you to apologize. Just, but thank you could you. just accept it. That's okay. But no, but for real though, <laughs> um, I can't promise I won't do it again. You know, because some because I don't I don't know situations, but I can assure you that's like it's something I'll think about before move before pressing you with something. You know. I appreciate that. Well, you heard it here first, people. No, I'm just kidding. All right, y'all. Peace. Bye.